0: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez reporting today from Lake Tahoe. The state task force studying reparations for black residents with enslaved ancestors is meeting this week in Oakland. One item on the agenda discussing how reparations might help overcome negative stereotypes about black families. KQED's Annelise Finney has more.
1: A 2013 study by the National Department of Health and Human Services found that African-American fathers were more likely to read to and dress their kids than fathers of other races. But nonetheless, racist stereotypes often paint those same dads as more likely to be absent or unengaged. Dr. Cheryl Grills is a psychology expert and a member of the State Reparations Task Force. At Wednesday's meeting, she said racist narratives impact how government services are provided to black families.
2: So how do we begin to flip that script? Because if we don't, there will always be this kind of underlying ideology that will disrupt and corrupt how black families are seen and
1: treated. That's one question the state task force hopes to address in its final recommendations for reparations due to the state legislature in June. For the California Report, I'm Annalise Finney in Oakland.
3: Study after
0: study shows an alarming increase in hate crimes and racist incidents in California, targeting a variety of groups including Jews. Worries about rising anti-Semitism have gotten more attention recently after the bigoted comments of artist Kanye West, who now goes by the name Ye. How is California's Jewish community reacting? I talked about that with Heidi Gantwerk, the president and CEO of the Jewish Federation of San Diego. Gantwerk didn't mince words about what she's seeing and hearing in her community.
2: The Jewish community is anxious. We are on alert and it is different than I have seen it in my lifetime. It is pervasive, and when you combine anti-Semitism with extremist violence, you've got a really frightening situation. We're concerned. We're anxious. People are worried about where they put their kids in preschool. Is it safe? Can they send their kids to particular colleges? You know, can they walk into their synagogue on the high holidays, or are they a target? these are things people are talking about regularly in the jewish community
0: so when it comes to the safety and security of jewish institutions in your part of california like synagogues jewish schools and community centers what's happening now
2: so in san diego we are finding that every jewish institution has to increase their budget for security it takes away from other things they're doing and they have to apply for nonprofit security grants. They have to harden their targets by putting bulletproof film in, cameras, armed guards. So what Federation in particular is doing is we are investing more than a million dollars over the next few years to help with all of this by providing a community security director. This is a person who is going to help every Jewish institution with trainings, with assessments, with security planning, and with uh, incident reporting and threat assessments right? We need to gather information. Uh, We also have to have an emergency plan when things do happen so we know what's happening throughout the county. We also had a community security institute with nine synagogues who improved their security plans and were funding their target hardening. So there's a huge investment necessary. It's sad. I'd much rather be spending that money on other things to strengthen and and, and, grow Jewish life and community, but it is necessary if we want people to participate.
0: And I imagine if we had spoken three, four, or five years ago, yes, security at sites of Jewish life would still be an issue, but nothing like it is now.
2: It's nothing like it is now. It's it, the the visual change, right? Walking into synagogues, you're going to see armed guards. You're going to see fencing. Uh, this is a thing that every parent checks when they send their kids to a Jewish space. It is it is very perimeter fencing and cameras, et cetera. Um, and the challenge we have is balancing that with the Jewish value of welcoming, welcoming the stranger. And we need to have sp- safe spaces, but they also need to be welcoming. And this is something that Jewish organization is grappling with right now. But it is a very significant change. It's a change financially. It's a change in how these organizations structure. It's a change in what leaders need to think about all the time. It's it's very different than it was five years ago.
0: All right. We've been talking to Heidi Gantwork, president and CEO of the Jewish Federation of San Diego. Thank you so much for joining us on The California Report.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And on a related topic, Bakersfield is now home to the Central Valley's first Holocaust Memorial. The Tranquil Garden is a monument against hate and rising anti-Semitism, as we just discussed. KVPR's Joshua Yeager reports.
3: The memorial is the first of its kind in Central California. At the site, six large glass cases hold a million buttons. They represent lives cut tragically short murdered during the Holocaust.
2: Each of the six million innocent victims were individuals just like you and me.
3: That synagogue co-director Esther Schleinger speaking to a crowd of hundreds.
2: Why remember? We remember because the only way to ensure never again is to never forget.
3: The buttons were handcrafted and painstakingly sorted over the past 10 years with help from volunteers, including Pam Shalit. It represents a history that we don't want repeated. Bakersfield Mayor Karen Goh praised the monument, saying it will help to ease division in the community.
2: Let us continue to resolve to work together as a community united, respecting each other, valuing every life.
3: The Central Valley Holocaust Memorial is open to the public at the Chabad Jewish Community Center on Ming Avenue. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. And
0: that is the California Report for Thursday, December 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Lake Tahoe. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.
3: Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401K plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com slash CA. Guideline, the California way to 401K. Stanford HealthCare, where their greatest reward is a healthy patient. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com.